You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest, and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, it's Friday. Mississippi State has won two straight series, looking for a third. I'm Charlie Winfield. He's Bart Gregory. This is our Tracks Plus Deep Dig Mississippi State Auburn edition as the Bulldogs set to go on the plains. All right, Bart, for the first time all year long, we can say there is positive momentum around this Mississippi State baseball team. You win a series at Alabama. You have the big series win here at home against Ole Miss, and now you go on the road. So I would have told you I'm feeling really good. And then I saw the graphic last night that had the Mississippi State pitching rotation, and there is an absence. No Landon Gartman, and uh, don't know what to really know about all of that. And, Charlie, you talk about things going in a positive direction. And we'll talk about, uh, you know, Colby Holcomb drawing his first start. But we've been on the road this past week with the Road Dogs Tour. And I think that positivity with baseball has kind of radiated through the fan base. And everybody's kind of excited right now about, you know, the pitchers threw strikes last weekend. We didn't hit it as well uh, last weekend, but we still won two out of three. And so there are a lot of positive vibes out there right now. Auburn's a team, and hey, let's get it out of the way. I mean, he's a friend of ours, Butch Thompson. I love Butch to death. He's a brother. Uh, Greg Dry, great friends. But what do we say all the time in sports? If I'm playing my brother in ping pong, I want to beat him worse than anybody else. We heard Hunter Renfro talk about Brandon Woodruff a couple years ago, about how he went to dinner one night because they were out in San Diego. He said, I fed this guy a steak, and he threw three pitches over 100 miles an hour, and all three were to Hunter Renfro. As far as Brandon Woodruff. So it's almost like you want to beat your friends even more. And that's the case this weekend. This is an Auburn team that's kind of struggling right now, too. You look at last weekend, they pitched it a little bit better like we did, but they didn't hit it at all against Alabama. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. And so this is a big series for Mississippi State. It's a team that is not living up to expectations. And the thing that is somewhat notable to me is when you start to go to message boards, what do we hear? We need to go hire Tony Vitello. Tennessee's not doing so great. It's time for Butch to come home. Well, Butch isn't doing too great. He's had a good career. Don't get me wrong. What I'm saying is if you want to judge everything on the right now, they're in the same spot we are, practically speaking. It's been a tough year. Now, it's a team, if you look within league play, a little better at home than they are on the road. They go to Fayetteville in SEC play to start the year, and they lose all three games. Come home, take two out of three from Georgia. Then they go to Gainesville and play Florida. They have a big win game one, and then they get roughed up in the next two games. They host Texas A&M, win one of three, play Alabama, win one of three. That game was in – those games, rather, were in Tuscaloosa. Looking at the scores of Auburn's games – Looking at us being down a pitcher, it would appear, you would assume that they're not just putting Colby Holcomb in the rotation because 
of something Colby Holcomb did. You'd love to – if Landon Gartman was available, he'd be starting. So you're going to be down a guy. It would not shock me in the least to see two games in this series be 10-run rules and have one team win each. I wouldn't either. And, hey, 10-run rules are prevalent right now in college baseball. You saw what South Carolina did just last night. South Carolina winning by the 10-run rule against Florida last night. Yeah, I can see that too, Charlie. I mean, this is a team that got beat by Georgia 24-7 to in a series where they took two out of three. <laughs> Ran out of – they gave up like 16 runs in the eighth inning. Is that right? Was it 16 <laughs> yeah. runs in the eighth or the ninth inning? And so, yeah, it's uh, it's been one of those years for Butch. Think about that. Win the series and have a game where you get beat 24-7. to Take away that eighth inning, and they still lose. <laughs> Think about that. You give up 16 runs in the eighth, and even without those 16 runs, you would have lost. Do you know what the biggest thing that bothers me about Auburn is when I look at them this year? They've got a tie. That's the thing that drives me nuts about Auburn is you look at their record. They're 21-15-1. and one. They tied a game early this year on getaway day against Southern Cal, the dreaded tie. You remember Southern Cal, that was the second weekend of the year. <laughs> the guy missed home plate. They were gonna Southern Cal was gonna win and salvage the game in that three game series, and the guy missed home plate. They tag him out and they end up tying because Southern Cal has to get on an airplane. So to me, that's the thing about baseball that I really don't like. Is whenever you and we've had this before to us, happened to us. You know, they started their season with a, a two winning two out of three against Indiana. And Indiana has been really good this year. Their RPI is 14 right now. Indiana's is. And then they beat the Southern Cal. They played that game down at Auburn. They were supposed to play out at Southern Cal. They had rain out on the West Coast. They moved that series late. And then they had some close wins against Lipscomb. That was the weekend before we played Lipscomb. But they lost two out of three against Southeastern Louisiana lost three against Arkansas. The only SEC series they have won of the five that they've played so far was against Georgia, swept on the road at Arkansas, and Charlie Adele, they've lost three SEC series in a row. This is a team that has really struggled, like Mississippi State, of throwing strikes. We look at State, Ole Miss, Auburn. Those are the three teams that you would have to say have had the most difficulty of, of pounding the strikes on. When you look at the SEC stats – and you start to say, where do these teams rank? And I've gotten to the point of the season now where the only thing I look at are league games. I don't know about you. I, if you're pulling up somebody's batting average, yeah, I'll look to see if they're hitting 338 overall. But when I want to do a comparison between teams, we're halfway through the season. I think it's synced up enough that looking at league games is the most instructive. But when you start to go through pitching, Auburn, ERA, Auburn 13, Mississippi State, 14. Opponent batting average, Auburn 14, Mississippi State 13. Number of hits, Auburn 13, we're 14. Runs, they're 13, we're 14. You could keep going. Walks, they're ranked lower in the league walking guys than we are. Now, granted, we're 13th, they're 14th. You notice a trend here? As you go through these numbers, there's a whole lot of last and next to last in the SEC and league games. The only thing that jumps out, there is a one in the Auburn column, opposing stolen base percentage. That's one thing that Auburn has been pretty good at. Well, LaRue behind the plate, and he has had his difficulties at the plate. He's batting lower than 200 this year. 
He's had an awful year at the plate. But behind the plate as a catcher, he has really done a nice job at minimizing the, the running game. And he did a great job this past weekend against Alabama. And so they have a pitch, they have a catcher that handles pitchers well. And what they will tell you is is the reason they pitched it better last weekend against Alabama is the job that LaRue did behind the plate. They were able to spike some breaking balls down. He kept a lot of stuff in front of him. The thing that stands out to me about the league stats is, yes, teams have hit better against Auburn, 308 to our 303. But we have, we've given up 32 home runs. They've only given up 16 home runs this season from a pitching staff. Now, that, that kind of goes back to using sink down in the zone. So they're giving up a lot more singles and doubles. We're giving up more home runs. That ballpark at Auburn, you've got kind of a short porch to left field, but you've got that wall out in left field, that monster wall out in left field. That can be a home run hitting ballpark. And I'll talk about my player that I think he can smoke you. They've got a couple guys in that lineup that can get one out of there in, in for in ease. And so that's the one thing that does concern you this weekend. They've turned twice as many double plays as we have. But that's the, that's the Butch goes, Thompson model. It goes back to guys who are keeping the ball down, getting ground ball outs, right? Right. And we've had trouble with that. Oh, yeah. And so, but on the flip side, Auburn hitting into five double plays in the Sunday game last week against Alabama. I mean, they're a team that pounds it in the ground at the plate. Well, if they hit it into five double plays in a game against us, we'll almost double our nut totals. We've only <laughs> turned eight. We had a big one in that ball game on Sunday against Ole Miss. But we've only turned eight double plays all year in league games. How much of that is, okay, and you and I tongue-in-cheek, is it tongue-in-cheek when we talk about the, the, the surface around home plate? It's really not tongue-in-cheek. I don't like it at all. But the thing, the thing about around home plate at our ballpark is it creates a lot of high hops. And I guarantee you, I know what Butch is doing down at Hitchcock Field, Plainsman Park. They are watering the crap out of in front of home plate. Yeah. I mean, it's it, they're going to have a lot of mud right there in front of home plate. And so what does that do? It keeps the high hops down. It allows ground balls actually to get out the field, or as crazy as it seems, get out there easier and better. And they turn a lot of double plays. Talk about home field advantage. There it is. We used to do it. Well, Coach Polk used to keep that thing about as hard as the pavement outside back in the day because he wanted his teams hitting line drives, ground balls. That's a different story of how you approach things today, right? It is. But, yeah, they they have a lot of double plays. I think back, though, this year when we have looked at an opposing scouting report and say this team pitches with sink, this team gets ground balls, it seems like we accommodate them by failing to get lift and hitting ground balls. And then I always leave those series saying, why do we not have anybody on our staff that throws a two-seamer? Why do we not get any sink? Why do we not turn some double plays? If if it causes opponents that much trouble, why don't we ever seem to have any of it? I mean, it's a philosophy. I get it. But you can see just from those home run numbers and those double plays, we're pitching up, they're pitching down. We pitch to more strike. You get more strikeouts with four seam and analytics, and that's what we are. We're we're four seam and analytics. You get more ground balls with two seam down in the zone, and you know we we've seen the good and the bad of that. The good of that in 2021, when we won the national championship, is we led the nation in strikeouts, and we didn't give teams an opportunity. We didn't we didn't have opportunities to make errors. 
Well, that's good because <laughs> we tend to take advantage of our opportunities to make errors. Hey, speaking of that, I thought Mershon was good last weekend. He kind of brought, brought you a little swagger. I thought you were going to give me, you know who doesn't take advantage of the opportunity to commit an error? And that's our friends at Farm Bureau. Well, I was going to say Tracks Plus. Hey, let's talk about them both. Farm Bureau, we're in the Farm Bureau studios here in downtown Starkville. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. They don't make errors. And they have great customer service. Home life, auto, whatever you're in the market for. Go by and see our friends at Farm Bureau. They have agents all across the state of Mississippi in all 82 counties in the state. And also someone that, uh, that fields it cleanly when they're playing on the infield. And that's our good friends at Tracks Plus. And this is our Tracks Plus deep dig as we get you ready for State and Auburn this weekend. Tracks Plus now with five locations. They've got the Saney equipment, the Saney excavators and mini excavators for the dirt contractor, the Barco, the Denny Seamoff mulching heads, and uh, Massey Ferguson tractors and implements if you're looking for just a tractor, something to work in the field. But our good friends at Tracks Plus, it all started in Hickory. They've got a huge service center down there. And then in uh, between Starville and Columbus, Summit, Mississippi, Alexandria, Louisiana, and Bessemer, Alabama. Great customer service, a growing company, a growing Mississippi company, and that's our good friends at Trax Plus. Go to TraxPlus.com for that new or used equipment. Bart, before I caught your failure to take advantage of a segue there, you were mentioning David Mershon playing better um, or playing well last weekend. Go back, we talked about the double play, Aaron Nixon's in the ball game, bases loaded, ball up the middle, he turns the double play. What are the odds? It's got to be 100%, right, that Mershon's starting at shortstop this weekend? It's got to be, unless he doesn't make the bus, unless he forgets his uniform at the hotel, unless he forgets his glove in the back end of his truck. Yeah, but still. You, you would think somebody would loan him a glove and he'd play shortstop. If he'd trade out a jersey. <laughs> hey, there is, hey, quick Mississippi State note of history, Bart. SEC tournament 1987. Mississippi State plays in Athens, Georgia. Beats LSU in the championship game. That's the series that started off with us beating Georgia. Six to five, I think it was. Jody Hurst hit the two home runs. In one of the ball games that weekend, John Mitchell – who was our first baseman, right. number 15, didn't have his jersey. So David Mitchell, excuse me, not David Mitchell. John, we had three Mitchells on the team. Yeah, you had John, David Mitchell, you had Scott. John Mitchell, and you had Scott Mitchell. Right. Scott Mitchell was John's brother. Scott Mitchell was a second baseman, wasn't playing that much at the time. Anyway, John had to use his brother's jersey in that <laughs> ball game. So he wore number two in the SEC tournament. Scott Mitchell hit a home run against Stanford in the 1990 College World Series. Wasn't it like his only home run ever? He had the scoreboard at Rosenblatt. Scott Mitchell was a good baseball player. He was a good baseball player. Little guy, but, man, he could play. David Mitchell was a good baseball player out in center field. David Mitchell is one of my favorite stories. And you want to talk about how things have changed in college baseball. David Mitchell, Jimmy Gamble, there was a couple of guys who came through the program at that time who would not exist in today's world because David Mitchell came here from North Carolina and he worked, didn't play, but he just kept working and he got better and then he still didn't play and he kept working and he got better. And Jody Hurst leaves in 90, David Mitchell, who's been around forever, who's just been working as your starting center fielder and he's a really good one. 
back then you could have a bigger roster. You could carry guys and give them a chance to develop. There were so many guys through there who just got better and kept playing. We like to think of the Pete Youngs. We think of the Richie Grahams, these guys who came in and were a splash in the beginning. But that, those teams were built, too, on guys who just got better. And just hung around. And, and kind of waited do that today. And waited their turn. David Mitchell caught the last out in the 1990 regional. You're yes, on that Memorial did. Day. Boy, that was a good rabbit hole. Yeah, but I, I kind of kind of went down one. Sorry, I'm not sure what any of that has to do with Auburn. Except, if we want to go back, I still think, you know, Auburn just put the statue up, Frank Thomas. That guy hit some home runs. It did. It rained on the day that they did that, though. It did not rain on any of our statue days. I told Coach Polk that it would have been a lot cheaper if we had just built a podium and let him stand there. <laughs> he kind of welcome people in. I'm not sure he appreciated that. It's almost like the Duncan booth, but you put him behind glass. Yeah. He just waves at people. Just, just stand there. It saves us a lot of time. And that way we're not committed. I said, now if we want to get rid of you, we're going to get – that was the funniest thing. So, last weekend we're doing the broadcast, and we've talked about this before. Coach Polk will come. If he is not doing the radio, he'll come with us. And between innings, sometimes during innings, he'll just offer up something. And you never know. A lot of people think, man, you're going to be getting this great insight with Coach Polk. And sometimes you do. Sometimes you see a pop-up on the infield and the guys are losing it, and he's saying, hey, here's what you got to do. You got to turn. You got to look at that thing out of one eye. You got you to do this, that, shoulder to the ball, all these things. And those are interesting points. Ball hit over the center fielder's head. Coach Polk would be, all right, the problem is this kid's a freshman. He's been playing on high school fields. They're not as big. This is a spot where you have to take your eye off the ball, run to where you think it's going to be, find it again. And then we get to talk about all the nuances Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, I talked to him before the game and, you know, his brother's from Tempe. You know, it's just, you never you never know what you're going to get. But I laughed because Coach Polk came in the booth. This is the weekend where we erect the statue of Ron Polk, and he comes in the broadcast booth and there was nowhere to sit. And because he loves to sit there, but there were no chairs. And I just got to thinking, we just built a statue of this guy and he comes in, nobody could get him a chair. <laughs> and he <laughs> kind of looked at us, shrugged his shoulders, and left. Well, you can stand between us if you want to, Coach. Go, go get you a high-top <laughs> high top chair. He He's funny. Man, man, did you see all that smoke in that right field grill? What do you think they're cooking? Do you think hamburg- does ham- do hamburgers make that much smoke? Or do you think that's sausage? I mean, it's just, What? No, he'll Completely to, off the wall. Get to going about – you know, we've talked about this before with him, his pride in never using his oven. <laughs> it know. still has the ma- – it still has the paperwork. Right? It still has the manual in the oven. If he accidentally turns the oven on – He'll burn the house down. It's going to burn the house down. All right, Bart, probably a good time now, though, for us to take a look at our pitching matchups on the weekend. It's going to be a TBD for Auburn in game three. We're going to have a shuffle. So let's get into these. And our pitching matchups are brought to you by Country Pleasing Sausage. Talk about all that sausage out on the grill in the outfield. Country Pleasing made right here in the state of Mississippi. It's a Mississippi-made product, something you can be proud of. It's definitely better than that sausage you can get over at, uh, at Alabama, in Alabama. It's good stuff. Our good friends at Country Pleasing, they make all kind of different sausages. 
I like the original. Charlie likes a jalapeno cheddar. They've gone with a lot of different varieties, and it's all good stuff. comes from Country Meat Packers. They have a great butcher shop down at Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. And so go to countrypleasing.com, and they'll ship it to you. And so on Friday, Cage Smith will draw the start for us. A one-and-one record, a 6.19 earn run average. Tommy Vale, a left-hander for Auburn. He's a graduate. He's been there. He's been in the college game forever. He's pitched at TCU. He's pitched at Notre Dame. He had a very good outing last week against Alabama. Kind of got them going in that series. They jumped out to an eight to nothing lead in the first game over in Tuscaloosa last week. And so Tommy Vale, that left-hander, we've had trouble with left-handers this year. So Vale started at Notre Dame in 2018. He pitched in 58 games in three seasons for the Irish as Tommy John. Misses all of 21, so we didn't see him when Notre Dame came here 21. But he makes his way to TCU, appears in 13 games a year ago, and now he is at Auburn. His ERA and his stops along the way has been sub-4 everywhere he's been. 3-9, a 2.08 until he tore his arm at Notre Dame, three six five at TCU. Actually, the highest ERA he's had. That has a lot to do. Again, ERAs are inflated this year, but his at four point three four. So Vale has the thing that he has been around. He is, and he's a strikeout guy. So he strikes out basically better than a fourth of the people he faces. Doesn't walk a ton of guys, comparatively speaking. I don't know. Left-handers, a little bit of sink, cause me some concern. Am I right to be concerned about a, a veteran like Vale? Yeah, I think so, because his off-speed pitch is, is really good. He was really good last week, as we said, against Bama. He went six and two-thirds. No runs, two hits, struck out four, but he walked four. His last three outings, he's walked at least four. He walked five at Florida, went four and two-thirds in that game. That was a 17-8 to eight loss. He pitched in the win against Texas A&M in that uh, three-game series two weeks ago over at Auburn. But he went just three and a third, gave up five runs, all earned on six hits, two strikeouts, and four walks. And so here's his walk totals in SEC play. Four against Arkansas. He went five innings and only walked two against Georgia. Had seven strikeouts that day. But five walks against Florida, four walks against Texas A&M, four walks last week. His ERA is down at 4.34. He threw 97 pitches last week. And the thing about Tommy Vale, and and Butch Thompson talked about this earlier this week, is pitch count early in games has gotten up high. I think that's going to be a big thing for us in this game tonight is to make him throw 20 pitches an inning because that's that's one of the things that's kind of been his undoing. In the three and a third against A&M two weeks ago, he went three innings and pitched 80 pitches in that game. And so if you can run his pitch count up and get into their bullpen, especially in game one, it could lead to one of those 10-run rules. I thought one of the things interesting about him is the number of at-bats that go deep in counts. I mean, you don't see a lot of first pitch outs with him. And you see a number of balls fouled off, a number of balls fouled off on the ground. And so it does have a tendency to run up the pitch count. He was the guy on the mound in one of the losses against Florida. Vale was a guy should have been a should have been a bullpen guy, wouldn't you say? Well, that was kind of the idea for Vale this year, wasn't it? 
Yeah, probably a bridge guy. They had to move him. Now, Joseph Gonzalez was going to be their Friday guy, and he had some shoulder issues and shoulder soreness. And so that's one of the reasons their pitching staff has has been kind of, you know, on the backside this past year because Gonzalez was so good in that Friday role, and they were expecting a lot of things out out of him. Puerto Rico native, pitched in the College World Series last year. Of course, you know, Auburn went to the College World Series last year, but – their pitching has been, you know, kind of in an upheaval process simply because that frontline guy in Gonzalez hasn't been able to go. So then in the middle game of the weekend, we're going to see a ball game where we see Christian, say this one for me. Heber Holtz. Heber Holtz. Uh, a guy who has kind of bounced back from Tennessee Tech by way of Southern Union Community College. He's going to be kind of a 93-mile-an-hour slurve, just a serviceable kind of change-up. What what's your take on him? Well, he is a bullpen guy that they're going to start. He started against Bama last week and went four innings. He gave up two runs on three hits in four innings of work. But you know, he had only started three other games. He started against USC earlier this year, went four innings. He started against Lipscomb the next weekend, went three innings. Then they moved him to the bullpen. He drew a start against Southeastern Louisiana, and they lost that game 8-7. to seven. And then they sent him to the bullpen in league play. And he's been a bullpen guy all through league play, pitched twice against Georgia. But then last week drew the start against Alabama, went four innings, gave up two runs, three hits, four strikeouts, three walks. His ERA is 5.74. He's just a – He's just a guy, you know, and we're going to start Colby Holcomb in that game. We talk about Garpman not pitching. Holcomb has been very good out of the bullpen. The question you have about about Colby is, you know, how will he be in a starting role when he's got time to think about it? He'll sit around the hotel all day and get ready as a starter. We talked the other day with Stone Simmons about the difference in mentality of being a starter versus working out of the bullpen. And we, when we brought it up with Stone, we brought it up in the context almost of it's harder to pitch out of the bullpen because of the fact that you aren't able to get ready and you aren't able to think about it and plan your week out. I don't know that it's necessarily harder. It's different. And if you're used to doing one, it's hard to do the other. Some people don't benefit from extra time to think about things, right? That's right. Some people will overthink things. Some people need to kind of go into the pool through the shallow end. Some people just go off the diving board. And so what we're going to find out is if a guy who's been using the diving board can can take the ladder in, yep. can come down the steps. And I will say this, I think Holcomb has – I think he has really come around. He has. He's pitching with a lot more confidence. And to me, that's the big thing with him is, is just pitching with confidence. Then Gerangelo on Sunday, don't know who we'll see on Sunday for Auburn. I like, man, it's hard not to be excited about Gerangelo after last weekend. Yeah, he, he had the left-handed curveball working, was able to mix it up, and he he should be pitching with some confidence this week. Now, Auburn has been a different team at home than they've been on the road. Out of the last 38 home games they've played, they've won 29. They're going 29-9 in the last 38 home games. And so they have played well at home. I hope Gerangelo can take that uh, home mound that uh, that he had last week and take that over to Auburn and, and kind of transform that. And that's our pitching matchups brought to you by our friends at Country Police and Sausage. All right, Charlie, I guess it's time for our two brothers that can uh, – two players that can smoke you. Brought to you by Two Brothers Smoke Meats. Who are you going with? I'm going to go off script today. 
I am going with a designated hitter, Ike Irish. Didn't expect that, did you? I did not. So I'm going with the DH Ike Irish, and why? Because he's gonna he's the backup catcher. You're gonna see him bat in the three hole, but Irish is an interesting case because his best numbers. This is a guy on the year who's hitting 384. He's played in 37 ball games, and you look at that batting average and say, "Wow, man, this guy's hitting 384. He's really doing some damage. He's atop of the Auburn statistics in terms of batting average." But then you start to look at league play. He has been better. He was struggling for a time, but he had three hits in the series last weekend against Alabama, had two hits against A&M in the opener, nothing to show for it after that, had a good weekend at Florida. He's been up and down. He's one of these guys who's a little bit all or nothing. Okay, He is a guy who can come out and have one hit on the weekend or none, alternatively, he'd come out and have five or six. Or seven, yeah. He's one of these guys who's just kind of locked in or not on the weekend series. So, my guy, Ike Irish, out of Hudsonville, Michigan. He's a freshman, went to St. Mary's Prep up there. Okay. Don't know a whole lot about St. Mary's Prep. But I do know that Bryson Ware, he's tested and true in this league. Bryson Ware is my player that could smoke you this weekend. Bryson Ware, 15 home runs, leads Auburn in home runs. His slugging percentage is high at 754. That leads the team as well. And so Bryson Ware batting in that four spot in the order. Auburn has really figured out right now what their order looks like in the first five guys. They're going to lead off with Foster, who had a big home run in Friday game against Alabama last week. Then Pierce, Irish, Ware is going to bat in the cleanup spot, and then McMurray is going to follow him. LaRue and Green are pretty much locked into that eight and nine spot in the order, and so they've kind of been mixing and matching in the six and seven spot in their order. But my guy is Bryson Ware. We talk about Mississippi State giving up home run balls. Left field is kind of a home run alley over in, uh, at Hitchcock Field and Plainsman Park. And so Ware's the guy. We kind of like last week we talked about with some of those old miss hitters. You can't put guys on base in front of Kemp Alderman. He hit some solo home runs last week. If Ware hits home runs, they have to be solo home runs and not three-run home runs. And that's how Auburn beats you is if he gets guys on base in front of him. And that's our two brothers, two players that can smoke you. Brought to you by Two Brothers Smoked Meats here on University Drive and start with Two Brothers. The menu is outstanding. Great food. Some of the best food you can possibly have. It started out small. It just grew. And it exploded on the restaurant scene here in Starkville. You've got the balcony upstairs. You've got the front porch downstairs. It turns into a great bar scene at night. But, hey, it all starts with that barbecue. It is great stuff. Good smoke barbecue. And that's our good friends at Two Brothers Smoke Meats. So if I were to pin you down right now, Charlie, and say, what are we going to win this weekend? Two out of three. Two out of three. We're going to win two out of three. If you win one out of three, is, no. that, is that an unsuccessful weekend? Yes. Okay. That's my thoughts, too. Yeah, I mean, look, we need wins. And you start to look at where they're going to come from. Auburn's got to be one of those places you get them. This is a series you got to win because you still got some tough ones out there, man. You know, you still got Arkansas. You still got LSU. It's uh, the, the road, the final few holes on the way to the clubhouse aren't going to be easy. This is a hole you better birdie. And you look at Georgia winning last night at home against Arkansas. Georgia's beginning to play better over on that east side. And when you start looking at the hole that you dug early on, 
you know, only winning one of your first eight league games. I mean, that that puts yourself behind the eight ball. And so now we're sitting at five and ten trying to make it to Hoover. Georgia won last night. South Carolina beat Florida last night in seven innings over at Columbia, 13-3. to Elsewhere around the SEC this weekend, Vanderbilt is at Tennessee. We get Tennessee next weekend. Vanderbilt goes to Knoxville this weekend. A&M is at Kentucky. Alabama is at Missouri. And LSU is at Ole Miss. Those all the series this weekend around the league. We'll be back, of course, on Sunday for Sunday Coffee, and hopefully we're talking about Mississippi State winning the first two against the Auburn Tigers. All right, so until Sunday, this has been our Tracks Plus Deep Dig. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you Sunday.